figure out who you can hear on this beat. Figure out how you can get in touch with these folks. If you got to give this man $5,000 for a hook, you might got to do that. If they don't know what they want, but they're hiring you and they trust the vision, mm-hmm. then you want to work with those people because those are people who are going to let you flex your direction the most. A whole bunch of independent artists behind each other. Right. Because now you're going to feel like his song might be the best. Welcome back to another episode of the Producer Grind Podcast. Carrington and L. Whitney. What's good? Yo, what's good? Our guest, this Baltimore native and 808 Mafia affiliate, is one of the hottest young producers in the trap. He's worked with Ben Hunter, Izzy, Metro Boomin, 21 Savage, Future, Cash Out, and Southside. Please welcome to the show, Pyrex. What you doing, man? Hey, what's good, fam? How you feeling? I'm doing good. How y'all feeling, man? Pyrex. Yeah, all good? Y'all want to do that talk again? to the mic again. I know I got to talk uh-huh. to the mic and shit. Yeah, what's good? So, what's, good? what's good with you, man? All right. You done? Hey, ain't much. I mean, um... For real, for real, I got my boy T Hood in here with me. Shout out T Hood. Shout out T Hood. T Hood, you feel me, yeah. man? You feel me? Flex God shit. Shout out to DJ Plug and Bobby Critical, man. Big Plug. Plug. Elder nigga down since I've been out here, though. Word. Mafia. Big OGs. You were just telling me earlier that you've been out here for a year, you know, you yeah. just moved out here. So if you want to talk, to, uh, tell everyone who may not be familiar with who you are or what you do, you just give them a little background. All right, so I'm a producer out of Baltimore. My name is Pyrex. Turn me up. You feel me? You can call me Pyrex. Uh, I came up producing with a uh, local rapper named 2D Bro. A lot of y'all might not know about him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he did his song with Asian Act for real. That shit was going crazy. Mm-hmm. So they did a tape together. I believe they had Uzi on that bitch before. Uzi blew up. Cardi on that motherfucker. I mean, it was like everybody on that bitch. I was like, I was always around in the scene. I mean, I did that shit at 15. Mm. So it's like. You what, 19 now? 20? 21. 21. Yeah. Real young. Yeah, I'm young as a motherfucker. So what made like, you move um, What made you move out here? I was homeless. Oh, for real? Yeah. Like, I was dead ass homeless. I was sleeping in my man's car for like two years for real. <laughs> because my mother ain't want me like really fucking with the music shit. Like, she supported it, but she was like, she just didn't support everything that came with it. And especially because the city, like, she got to be overprotective. I wasn't mad at it. It's like, she don't want her son out there at 4 o'clock in the morning, night, night, 5 o'clock. You don't even know what's going to happen. I'm all the way in East Baltimore. You feel me? Like, I don't even live in East Baltimore. I ain't even supposed to be in East Baltimore. You feel me? But I'm all the way out there chilling. Like, that's how niggas usually, like, something happened to you being somewhere where you ain't supposed to be. So, you feel me? Like, the way my mother reacted, I had to. Just take it on the chin, and I was like, I'm a dip. Because, like, all you going to do is hold me back. And I ain't finna be mm-hmm. one of these lame-ass niggas that been talking to my kid like shit. Back in my day, I could have been this. <laughs> I could have been that. So, um, so she didn't kick you out, you left? No, nah, I just dipped. Mm-hmm. Then after living two years in your in your, uh, your man's car, why'd you come to Atlanta? Like, how, First of all, how did you even get to Atlanta? All right, so my man's called me. FaceTime me, you feel me? I was asleep. Nigga called me, woke me up. He was like, yo, what you doing? I'm like, I ain't doing shit. He was like, yo, I'm going to Atlanta today. I got a truck. You trying to go? I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's go. I called my man's Trip, and uh, his name King Trip 410. Make sure y'all follow him. He going to be the next coming up on the side of Baltimore. Uh, Trip and uh, my boy D-Day. So we was all out here for real. And we came to 11th Street. When I came in 11th Street, what the hell? That nigga DJ Plug. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Plug, big head ass. Look, though. <laughs> he was like, oh, that nigga Paul Rich, you five, boy. And I lost my motherfucking mind. 
Because I never met DJ Plug before. He already heard of you? Hell yeah. I ain't never seen this nigga before. You feel me? Like, I ain't never talked to him. I mean, I tweeted him all the time. He ain't never tweeted me back. You feel me? I DM'd him all the time. He ain't never hit me back. And when he seen me, he was like, yo, your shit hard. Like, nigga almost like fucking passed out right then and there. I was happy as hell. Mm. So my homies was like, bro, like, you really ain't got shit going for yourself back home. If you stay out here for a month, see what happens. Mm. And just see what happens, bro. Like, we'll come back and get you. Just try this shit. Like, all right, boom. They gave me some bread. I stayed down this bitch for like a month. When was this? That's some real year? shit, though. This was last year. This time, last this time, last this, year, like right? this month last year. Mm. Damn. And after them niggas left, the next day I went to the studio with that nigga Cash Out. Mm. Did a song with him. Then this nigga was like, yo, you want to do my next album? I'm like, fuck it. Come on. A lot doing Cash Out. After I met Cash Out, I met the nigga Drip Set Freaky. I met him. Then I met Don Cannon. Mm. I was making beats in the room. Nigga Cannon walked in. He was like, hey, who beats these is? He thought I was an engineer for real. <laughs> I'm like, nah, these my beats. He was like, hell no, stop playing. I said, I swear <laughs> to God. He said, bro, give me a pack right now. I'm like, all right, but he this nigga like 10 pack on the spot. He called me back. Like, he gave a beat to his artist, Lil James. And the other boy, Jack Harlow, mm. with Jack Harlow too far. You got a Jack Harlow placement? Yeah. 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 Real, real quick, yeah. How, how did you uh, get that initial studio session with Cash Out? Because there's a lot of producers that, you know, they they move to Atlanta, but they don't even know where the next step is. Oh, see, well, my man Spud, he's from Baltimore, you feel me? And he was always doing the, the camera shit for uh, Cash Out at that time. Like, that was the time when Cash Out just finished that tour. He was on that shit. Mm. So... Bud called me, he was like, yo, you still out here? I'm like, yeah. He said, pull up real quick. Pulled up on Cash Out. And the first beat I played, you should have seen how this nigga Cash Out looked at me, bro. Like, I swear to God, that shit was funny as hell. <laughs> this nigga ain't say shit to me the whole time. Mm. Like, I walked in there, I'm like, yo, what's up? I'm Pyrus. He was like, I'm like, yeah, bro told me to pull up with the beats. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> the nigga pointed to this shit like, go on here. I'm like, damn, like, as soon as I plug up, the nigga looked at me and he stood up. He said, boy, we gonna make some motherfucking millions together. Mm. I was like, dang, bro. Like, and and one this one is all you was homeless at this point, right? You yeah, just homeless at this point. You feel me? So he kicked out some paper for real. Once he kicked out some paper, it was just like, all right, like, it's serious now. Like, I'm gonna be down here. Like, I gotta see what's gonna happen. Like, cash out. That's a legend. Like, I remember riding to school. And hearing that song with him and DJ yeah. Spence, you feel me? And that's in Baltimore, so it's like, it was global. And after that, it just started taking off. Clockwork by clockwork, clockwork by clockwork. I was always hanging around DJ Plug and Critical. You feel me? Like, they, they like big brothers to me. So it's like, I'd be familiar with K-Camp or any of the artists they working with. Nigga Uzi even on my face by now. So it's like, even just being around them two niggas, you feel me? Like, and I didn't even meet Uzi through them niggas. I met him through Spud, but that's a whole nother story. But like, even though being around them and just like sticking to them, like I can genuinely say them two like, they the goats for this shit. But a mm. lot of people really don't know about it. Like, a lot of the sound, the new wave of Latin sound, like they come from DJ Plug and Bobby Critical. That real dark, weird sound type shit. For real, like the little pump beats and all that, bro. Mm. Man, they bite. Mm. Like, like they not biting their beats completely because it don't sound like a flex guard beat. I'm telling you, like, that's where that sound came from, for real. Mm. Who else was doing those weird beats? 
Right. When Future dropped that uh that monster tape, and they heard that what, what song was it that he did on there? Who plugged it? Nah, it was I can't remember what song was. When it when it switched to that uh, non B song at that. It was it was a moment. Uh, you said it switched up. Oh, throwaway. Yeah, throwaway. Plugged it throwaway. Yeah. Word. I never knew that shit. It's so fire. The one that switches up, like it turns to like a slow song kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, that shit so far. Man, that nigga plug like, bro. That nigga can play the motherfucking keys too, bro. That's crazy, bro. I, I never even knew that, that shit, bro. Like I'm sitting there with this nigga in Patchwork. He started playing the keys like Zay told him. Bro. <laughs> oh my, my, my mom. No cap. <laughs> no I cap. swear, bro. Like, but him like, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like plug so humble, bro. He just sitting in the back. He ain't gonna never tell you about this shit. Mm. Another person like that, Sonny. And Metro too. Mm. But I get to him. Mm. So speaking of Metro, are you, so are you I see you got Boominati and eight oh eight mafia in your you body. You know what it is, nigga. So you are official Boominati? Yes. And sir. official eight oh eight mafia? No, I'm not I'm just affiliated with eight oh eight. Affiliated. Gotcha, gotcha. Like they big homies, like anything little no Southside like it Metro like little bro. So anything Metro do, Southside always gonna be a part of that shit. Mm. So it's like yeah, definitely. They all my family. Shout out to D.Y. Because D.Y. was the first nigga to ever fuck with me and produce mm. How'd you end up linking with Metro and how did the, you know, situation come about? Shit, well, I was in a session with Nudie. Mm. And that nigga pulled up. And he asked Nudie, he was like, yo, who making these beats? And nigga Nudie was like, little nigga right there. Mm. And I was just in the back, my headphones <laughs> on for real. Little nigga right And I was ready to dip. And since I was ready to dip, Metro was like, yo, you want to stay here and cook up? I'm like, sure. Nigga ain't cook up with me the whole time, bro. He didn't? Nah. Oh, he was just watching you cook? Nah, he was in there making beats the whole time. Mm. Like, I was just sitting there on my laptop, my headphones in. But he started this hard-ass melody and got up out the room. And I was just like, fuck it. Went for that shit. You, you hopped on that computer? I just hopped on that bitch and started making beats. <laughs> I was like, it's either going to be one thing, nigga going to be mad and be like, damn, bro, delete the shit. Or he going to be like, damn, that shit hard and keep it. Yeah. And he, as soon as he came back in the room, he was like, who the fuck did this? Nigga Jig was like, huh? That shit hard. You feel me? Next day, the nigga Metro called my phone, like pulled back up to the studio. Mm. I pulled up to the studio. We making beats. He was like, hey, what you doing? I'm like, shit. Hey, what you doing tomorrow? Shit. You want to go to LA? Mm. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm thinking he ready like book me a flight. He said, give me information so I can get the shit set up. He called me at like 3 o'clock. He was like, yo, I just sent you the information. Pull up. I'm pull up, you feel me? It's like the private jet and shit. Oh, shit. Man, like, that shit. That was, like, the first time I ever flew on a whole private jet. Yeah. Like, last year was the first time he flying, too, when I flew to Atlanta. Word up. Yeah, like, I always drove places. Like, I drove all the way to Florida and shit. Like, dude, like that shit. Like, growing up, like, they'd pack a big-ass minivan and niggas would drive to Florida. 20 hours or some shit. Shit. Probably more than that, because niggas crazy. can't drive. <laughs> So 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 take us back like you said you originally came down here you made beats and then I think who was it for so cash out and he gave you some money for the beats or the ten pack right so a lot of producers like they always worry well like a major concern is like how do I handle business were you familiar with how to handle business before or did you just kind of go with the flow how did that work out I was always familiar on how to handle business because I had people like back home that did this that was like always fond of like, yo, you got to stay on top of this. You got to do this. You got to do this. Don't let these people fuck you over. So it was like, I always knew my business side of the music. 
But it was like my hunger always took before my business side took. Mm. It was like if I seen an artist, I'm so I was so quick to hear, boom, have a beat. But it separated me from everybody else because it was like they see an artist and be like, oh, I got beats. They like send me something. They be like, all right, well, I charge this much. Yeah. Mm. And they like, what you tell me you make beats for if you ain't going to. But that's where I see where artists be getting mad online too. You feel me? When, I, when the producer promote them and be like, yo, I got beats. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, all right, well, send me a pack. Well, all right, I got this much. I'm be like, whoa, you told me you got beats. It's the difference when the artist hit you up, like, yo, send me a pack. If an artist hit you up and send me a pack, just you leave just them on red. It. You just send it. Ah, just leave them on red. The nigga hit you up, like, send me a pack, leave them on red. Mm. Leave the message on red? I leave a nigga on red. Why is that? Why? Because he's not coming at you with a business. Mm. Nope. Like, that's not a business mindset. That's a street mindset. That's a nigga still trying to rap. Like, if you want to work, you got to be, like, think, carry yourself as a business and mm. treat yourself as one. And people will treat you as one, like, I'm trying to tell you. So like, even if a big artist hits you, you say, leave it on red? But what up? What's that going to do? Besides, get you a placement. You won't be broke for the placement. It's true. It's back end though. Like you feel me? Yeah, it is back end, but it's like you know how much of a hassle that shit is to go through. You feel me? And collecting that two hundred with that PRO, like you sometimes that shit ain't even certified to get money off of back end. Right. If you right. had to draw a line, um, in the sand where it's on this side of it, um, you should be saying, okay, I can take this placement and not get any money for it versus, okay, I'm past the point where I don't care what your name is. Mm-hmm. I need some money for that. Where would that line be? You can be like, I'm past the point. I don't give a fuck what your name is. Once you like a legend, you feel me? I'll never be like that. Like, I don't give a fuck who it is. It's just, I keep myself as a business. So it's like, and I know these <clears throat> artists be like, these niggas ain't going outside. You feel me? These niggas got to make their money. You see these niggas walking around with chains, niggas in cars and shit, which you see producers out this motherfucker just like barely struggling to get by. Then you see other producers like Southside. Being broke is a sickness. Go ahead and kill yourself. Like, real shit. Like, when nigga told me that, like, I really understood what he meant by that. Like, you want to carry yourself as a business, you want to get money, but you want to get paper. Mm. It's a difference between getting paper and getting money. Niggas is getting paper right now. We all getting paper right now. But you want to have money. You want to feed your kids. You want to feed your kids, kid. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to feed my kids, kids, kids. <clears throat> mm. So let's talk a little bit more about um, uh, your relationship with Southside. Um, how did you guys kind of like solidify things? You producing on his album, right? That yeah, Free I'm executive 4. producing Free Agent 4. Okay, so talk about that a little bit, please. All right, so the same shit with uh, Metro. He just came in and heard my beats. I was actually in the studio with Metro all L.A. making beats in, in the next room. And it was funny because I was telling Metro about Southside. Like, I couldn't stop talking about that nigga because the nigga Metro asked me, he was like, why you start making beats? And I was like, yeah, I remember coming home watching this video, this nigga Southside and Waka on the tour bus. Mm-hmm. And I will always watch that video and try to remake that beat that Southside did. And once I finally did it, it was like, boom, go ahead. Stop making beats. Stop going, 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 going. You can do anything. Mm-hmm. So that was the name making beats. So recreating a beat helped you get nicer at making beats. Yeah. Like, I ain't even going to be the person to stunt and be like, oh, mm-hmm. don't download FLPs. Don't use midis. And do anything you got to do to help to teach yourself. Like, I'm a hands-on learner. I can't watch nothing. You feel me? I got down. If I download a FLP, 
Like, I remember his name was like Gutter Beats Jugging or something like that. Like, I downloaded like 10 of his beats. You feel me? And I like, I noticed how he did it. Like, you feel me? He put the beats inside the mixer track. Like, every time they said it, I couldn't really understand what they were saying. Mm-hmm. So it's like, once I did it myself, Clicking I got the hang. Oh, I see what's going on. You feel me? Like, I wasn't sitting there, like, remaking the beats to try to get them nobody. I'm sitting there remaking the beats. So it's like, all right, boom, this is how I make a melody. Yeah. This is how I do this. So once I got the hang of it, it was like clockwork. It didn't even really feel like I was just starting once I got the hang of it. I feel like you're not even really a producer until, like, everybody got that one beat they had to try to remake. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, bro. Like, mine was put on with Kanye and Jesus. <laughs> it was like, that one joint where, like, I know, okay, I can do the synthesizers like this, I can do the drums like this, might not be the exact same, but that's really how you get your chops up. You know what I'm saying? So, so what does the executive production role um, look like? Uh, It's basically, at first, I was going to produce the whole tape, but... That's just another side of me. I don't like. I don't like oversaturating things. You feel me? So it's like, yeah, I could produce the whole tape, or I could actually be a real executive producer and find with this shit. And you feel me? Put my beats on there. Make sure other niggas who beats is hard on there. Like, and make sure the tape is a solid tape. Like, there's gonna be some fire on there. I got, of course, my boy Chase the Money on there. DMC on there. Base Cash, DY Cicero. It's a few hits on there That tape won't hit mm. It's gonna be the one Free and fall That's dope It seems like you took it As an opportunity to, to You know pass the blessing On to producers That you fuck with too Yeah always Especially with that boy Chase man That nigga He went on his way A couple times with me Word. Hell yeah And y'all both make them Kind of dark sounds I know y'all make beats together Did Y'all kind of Is that like a sound Y'all really created together Kind of thing Nah I got more of like I I, I got more like An 808 Metro sound for real. Mm. Like Chase got his his dark sound. That's Chase sound. Right. I ain't even gonna sweat that. Like that's my boy. Like that's his shit. Yeah, you can hear a Chase beat. Like yeah. you know what I mean. You don't even need to hear the tag. You know it's mm-hmm. Chase beat. Especially how he does that one uh thing with the with the snare at the end, the off snare. You know what I'm talking about? Hell yeah. Yeah. So you feel me? It's like to me, I got more heavy bass than my hi hats. Like I love hi hats and stuff like that. And I also make different type beats. Like I do some power shit. Some like R and B shit and stuff there here and there, and I play the keys too. So that's where we separate. Like I play the keys, so he don't really be playing the keys. You the first person I seen do the um the reverse open hat too, or what is it? The reverse open hat? Yeah, that should be fire. Thanks, bro. Cause I was, what I do is, cause I know everyone asks me about how many visas. So what I do is I just make it like where I start my eight oh eight. My 808 got to bounce. You feel me? Like, it has to bounce. So once the 808 bounce, the rest of the beat can bounce. Mm-hmm. You can just add little hi-hats here and there. You feel me? Little snares here and there. Cracks here and there just to fill up the beat. And to be honest, like, a lot of my beats are one-sound beats. Because I'm like, you got to think. The artist has a voice, too. And a lot of these artists be doing too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you got to make sure, like, the shit simple and to the point. Leave and then when you get to your other artists like your J. Coles, you gotta be prepared for that too, though. Definitely gotta always be prepared. So sure. why um we see there's not too many producers out of the DMV area of this generation. Like you're part of this new wave. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel that it is? Can we call Baltimore the DMV or no? Nah. <laughs> All right, we'll call Baltimore Baltimore then. Uh Cause Baltimore is it's really hard to get out of there, man. Like, 
Once you catch one, you either got two choices. You're going to stay there and be famous, or you're going to get the hell on and try to run with what you got. So it's like, I can go back home right now. Niggas look at me like I made it. And I can come back out here and niggas looking at me like another producer. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just like more the overall mindset. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather come out here and keep grinding and keep working. Like, yeah, people, my boy Izzy go crazy <clears throat> back home. He going crazy. He on the world tour right now. But that's not it for me, you feel me? Like, I want to be next to Dr. Dre, Timberland in the Hall, Rock and Roll Hall of mm-hmm. Fame for real. Like, type shit. So what would you tell a producer in Baltimore right now, young guy? Stay focused, man. I know it's hard. I know everything you're dealing with. I know everybody in your ear. People telling you you can't do it. It's a one in a million chance. Just stay focused, man. Because it's like, you could take 10 years to get that one and change your life, and you can get that shit in Baltimore. Do you DJ? Yeah. So, like, have you been on tour with any of these artists, or do you plan to do? No, dog, I do not like tour. I do not like tour at all. I'm going to keep it real with you. Even even though it's another source of income? No, dog, I do not like tour. I do not <laughs> like tour at all. I'm trying to. I've been to tour with Future one time. That's for Summer Jam. Test me. Who signed the uh, free man test? Who signed the Future? Took me for my 17th birthday. I will never in my life go to tour again. Too much? Bro, I was hectic. Like, I ain't know what to do. I was always lost. <laughs> like, I was really always lost. I'm looking for niggas all the time. Like, bro, we had police escorts everywhere. Like, people, like, going crazy for this man. Like, people really go crazy for this nigga future. Like, they lose all morals, respect, and everything, bro. <laughs> like, like, it's amazing to see it, you feel me? But, like, they keep going through it. Like, I understand why that man just be like, Back up a little bit, you feel me? Like, cause he a real star. Like, it's been a while since people seen another real star since Drake. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, and he a trap nigga. Like, he making trap music, and you on Drake scale with that. <clears throat> and Thug too. People. When when you were on tour, was it harder to stay focused and get work done? Yeah, I was total starstruck. I was starstruck the whole time. For real. Like that was my first time seeing all of. So you were just chilling, smoking weed, and just being in the moment type shit. I'm not even mad. I was just like, everybody that walked past, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I bumped into Young Scooter, looked up to him, I'm like, oh, that's Young Scooter. And, like, that was real embarrassing for me. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get over that? Like, and the only reason that was embarrassing because my boy D-Day did the same shit, and he told me about it. He was like, yo, when I bumped into Scooter, I was like, oh, shit, that's Young Scooter. I was like, look, <laughs> like you, you said it out loud. Struck. I ain't going to do that, yo. <laughs> you said it out loud? Yeah, I said it exactly out loud. I'm like, damn, bro, I did the exact dumbass shit he did. And then when I seen Future, I did it again. And then Casino, and it was just like, I'm like, how, how does Scooter react? He just laughed. <laughs> he just laughed because Tesfaye brought the other other kid, D-Day, around. So it was like, he was like, what's up, these little kids? Like, he just be laughing because he used to it. Like, he was only 16, 17. Mm. I had the next question, but um, I wanted to ask because I seen your tattoo. It's in red. Is that Arabic? It's a om. It's a what? It's, it's a om. It's a prayer symbol for higher peace. Mm. Do you subscribe to a specific religious belief no. or no, there's just some spiritual? I just need inner peace, you feel me? Like, we live in a real fucked up world, bro. 
And it's a lot of people that's not really here for you. So it's like, I got to find my self-balance. So like when shit goes wrong, I can deal with it. Because people like, people really tend to lash out on things when shit goes wrong. You're not really balanced in yourself. Like you, you conflicting on everything else. You mad at everything else because you still mad at the shit you're not getting right. Mm-hmm. But once you get right with yourself and get like your inner peace and try to get right with yourself, like a lot of things going to change too. Like, I'm still not all the way there. But what are you, what are you doing to, to get there? What are some of your, your steps and advice you would give? First thing, first, a lot of people don't do. You got to start admitting when you're wrong. Mm. Like you got to know when you're wrong. You got to know something's wrong and know not to do it. You, mm. you got to, like, restrict yourself. I mean, I ain't perfect with it. Like, I still get high. <laughs> like, we all got our demons, but you got to start day by day in order. If you want to get better, that's something I would tell people to look into. Just, like, look into the own symbol and, like, the practices of the the uh, the Hindu religion, like, it ain't nothing wrong with like looking into things and just reading about it. Open your mind up to it. That's all. It was Hindu. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. You that. pray, you meditate? Oh no, I don't pray or meditate, no. No? No. So how do you you say you if you want peace, how do you like how do you find it there without prayer or meditation? I don't first things first, you gotta eliminate all the negative things in your life, no matter what it's gonna cost you. Like if you wanna do something like the music. You got to eliminate the negatives with it. <clears throat> but you can't just do that by yourself. You got to call on a higher power for that. You can do it. Like, you ain't got to do it by yourself. I'm saying, like, you can do it. Like, you just got to know, like, damn, like, I could really do this with them or I can do this with this person. It's going to take me a little bit longer. So by the negatives, you're referring to negative people? Yeah. Like, stay away from the people that you know, like, don't really benefit you. You feel me? Like, if you know a nigga just gonna fuck you over and not and take you through the hassle and not try and pay you for a track, not try and give you your royalties for a track, don't even go to the session. Mm. Like, it don't matter what artist it is. Like, that's when your morals come in, you feel me? Like, mm. as a producer. Because, like, it ain't gonna be nothing but another nigga crying on the internet about how he got mm. fucked over. <laughs> right, though, right? <laughs> but what about if you don't know? What if, like, you didn't know like that's gonna happen because you don't have you can't discern from every single person yeah you feel me you can't like you, you just gotta you gotta learn from that shit cause I ain't know I got fucked over before you feel me I was another nigga crying on the internet <laughs> what it's like suck that shit up and keep it pushing mm. and that's what you learn right there you feel me and then eliminate that shit from there it, it, it sounds like you're saying it's about having awareness about what you can and cannot control mm-hmm. right and the shit you know you can't control you start cutting that shit out yeah yeah so if you're in a session with an artist, you know, a big artist, you do a couple songs, is the money conversation happen before or when does that happen? And how does it look like? I got a manager for real, so like I I honestly I don't have the money conversation. But usually when I did, I would have the money conversation before. Before you pull up? Yeah, it's no point in having that after or in the middle, because that's when it's gonna be a conflict. Niggas, awkward. You feel me? Awkward and it's like but you say that in the middle of the session, the rest of the session gonna be awkward. The nigga not even gonna be rapping the same way you do. So what you gotta do is just like before you get there, just be like, "Hey, look, this is what it is. This is what it ain't gonna be. It's either we doing this or we not." The artists, you feel me nowadays? They not gonna tell you, nah, bro. They gonna be with it. Like niggas don't speak up. That's why niggas don't be getting paid. Mm. 
And what's a good price point, would you say, to start? You got fire, but you don't really got placements. Like, you got fire, but you ain't really got placements. You can go ahead, say you're exclusive for a stack. Sell your leases for 10% of that. You feel me? Because you just started. You feel me? Your lease get 10% of that. Mm. It's like, once you start getting your placements to getting your buzz, you could take your leases up to like 500 to a stack. <laughs> you think if you don't got no name, someone's going to pay $100 though? Yeah. If it's fire, right? Yeah. Niggas was cashing out on Baltimore to give niggas stacks. Like, but that's not on, but you're not doing it online. It's not like an online store. You're doing yeah, it in person. You're talking in person. I online stores, bro. You got an online store, though, don't you? No, I don't use it. I had it. I put like four beats on it. You still got, I think we were just on earlier. You still got some we beats. It felt just... like your beat stars was popping a little bit. Yeah, it's still up. I ain't using it, though. You don't really get no sales through it? I don't know. Mm. Like, Perception don't is everything, man. Like, that shit is just up there, bro. Look good too. Had once a little had, BBC joints on there. Like yeah, once I had started thinking about it, bro, I was like, damn, these niggas ain't gonna do nothing but sit here and listen to these beats all day. <laughs> these niggas gonna be like, damn, what if I pop? You feel me? And I'm still putting my beats on that. He's like, damn, I gotta get his sound down pat. Mm. These niggas gonna sit there and listen to my beats all day. Mm. Remake them, all that shit. Same shit I did. Does that go back to your um? Point where you're saying about the oversaturation, you don't want just want randoms mm-hmm. buying your beats. Yeah, like I want my beats to be. When you hear it, like you gonna know, like like Dennis Pyrex, and then go again. Like, you <laughs> feel me? Like that's what I want to happen. Like that's why I'm kind of glad the way my music rolling out right now. Like don't nobody really know what I who I am or what I did. They just like they hear if you feel and feel more, but it's like each song they getting again. Like. Damn, this is cool. Damn, this hard. Damn, this harder than that. This harder than that. This harder than that. Like, y'all hear free agent four. Then, like, I ain't gonna lie. Y'all hear free agent four. Y'all gonna hear a lot, a lot. Like, it'll be like, damn, like, all right, this what this nigga be on. This why he around everybody. I've been really trying to hold it out because I do stuff different with my beats. So I've been really trying to hold it out because I don't want nobody. Like, I be saying how people do chase. I be like, damn. Nigga done stole his beat. Oh, you said Chase? Yeah. Like, I was like, damn. Like, it's like, nah, bro. Just, that's going to come with it. It's going to happen eventually, so. That's a fact, though, because I seen uh, Lil Wap had posted a couple weeks ago. He was in the studio playing this beat, and it sounded exactly like a Chase beat, but he commented producer, you know, underneath it. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up. The producer was, you know, kind of like a just getting started type of thing, mm-hmm. but. I commented, I commented on his post with the original beat. I was like, Chase the money, Chase the money. I don't know if he's seen it or not, but. Like, you feel me? I got some beats that sound like Chase. You feel me? But you work with him, though, so it's a little different. So, but still, like, it's just, I got some beats that sound like Chase. Like, I even got some beats that I just do Chase tag on. Mm. That's my boy. Mm. That it sounds like, I'm like, oh, damn, I ain't gonna do that song. <laughs> so that shit, man. Maybe to collaborate. You feel me? So, we talked about, a little bit about the Metro relationship. Um, we talked about the tape. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called Pyrex. It was called Pyrex Booming. Yeah, that's okay. 2019. 2019. But you guys already have been promoting it. You already announced it. You already got the art. Mm. So it's, it's gonna be something special to it. Can you talk yeah. about that a little bit? Yeah, it's this is honestly really special to me because uh, Metro Boom is actually my favorite producer. Like he's like that's the nigga. Like he set it off. I mean, like he was 19. When he dropped 19 and booming, I looked at that like, damn, like, 
Bro, this nigga almost my age. Mm. I'm still in high school. This nigga turned up with Gucci, man. Like, in Baltimore, niggas look at Gucci, man, like he a god. Mm. So it seems like, if you ever seen Gucci come to Baltimore, or Boosie, Gucci and Boosie, you gonna shut the city down. Mm. I promise you. But um, so I'm just like, dang, you working with all these niggas? Like, what can I do to just, like, separate myself from him but to be like him? You feel me? Like, how can I be legendary just like him? Like, how can I make my name stand out just like how he made his name stand out but be completely different from him? Mm. So is the Pyrex booming tape, is that a compilation? Is it you rapping? What is it? No, nah, it's just my beats. That's just my beats. The me rapping, that's a whole different other scenario. I just started doing that. You feel me? Just be fucking around. And people started reacting to it the opposite of how I thought they was going to. Mm. So the Pyrex booming tape, that's like a compilation, like a bunch of different artists? Yeah. That's dope. It's going to be like, just like High 19 and Boom. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? It's going to be hosted by Metro. You feel me? He's going to exactly produce it. But from now until then, I'm going to be working. be working on this tape. Well, so right. You said you're starting to rap now. So, like, what inspired you to do that? Because we see that, not saying it's a trend, but we've seen a lot of rap or producers starting to rap now. What was your, like, motivation behind that? Uh, at first, I was just writing songs. And my boy Izzy, he, like, kept pressing me to drop the song. Like, kept pressing me. Like, he's like, yo, it's hard. You might as well just drop a song. You might as well drop a song, bro. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, you know I ain't no rapper. Like, he's just do it. He's like, look at what Pierre doing. Look at how Speaker Nuggets did it. Like, look at how Sonny did it. Just drop it one song and see how people react. I'm like, all right. So when I dropped that one song, like, it just started going crazy. <laughs> I was like, all right, fuck it. I just put out two more songs, but that's it. Like, they the only three songs I got out. So with you dropping the songs, that's not related. That's just you messing around. That's not related to supposed retirement. Suppo- you know, deleting of pictures on the account and all I that. I was trolling, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, hey, I'm gonna tell you, you the first one to actually admit to trolling. I, I appreciate you just copping to it. I'm always trolling, bro. You don't see my shit? I'm always trolling. Like, I'm a troll. Like, I, that's why I had to delete my Twitter, bro, because I'm a troll, bro. Like, I ain't noticed, but I definitely knew it was Cap when you said you retired, though. I'm a motherfucking troll, bro. Don't take my face <laughs> serious, bro. Like, do you see my, my Abby? Like, I got, that's, a high school picture of Morgan Freeman, bro. Morgan. <laughs> we was talking about it earlier. We was going to ask you, like, who's that in that picture? Yeah, I yeah. think that's on here. It's on here as a question we were going to ask. Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> that's my nigga right there. Fuck with Morgan Freeman. Wait you, got, wait, you got a Morgan Freeman impression in your bag? Go ahead. Go ahead and put a whole Morgan Freeman impression. <laughs> I can't put a Morgan Freeman impression just out the bag. Just the rest of the, rest of the podcast, you got to talk hey. about Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Ah, it's so um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to overrated, underrated on the producer grind podcast. Overrated, underrated. We present you with five topics. Mm-hmm. Um, you simply respond. Overrated, underrated. If we think it merits further discussion, we're going to ask you to explain. So we have Pyrex. Turn me the fuck up on overrated, <laughs> underrated. And our first topic, Bape. That's fucked up, dog. Your girl, ah. oh, your girl, your girl started giggling too. <laughs> That's underrated. <laughs> you know I asked that, right? Yeah, because I say it's underrated because niggas don't be putting that shit together, right? Niggas be looking like goddamn fools, <laughs> and like looking stupid as hell. But it's underrated because it's like 
it's some babe got some old fire like with it. Like I'm not just saying babe. I'm saying like everything is one that that came with Pharrell. Yeah, when that okay. Came out. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say it's underrated. Like it got some hoodies from 2001 shitting on everything that's out right now. Mm. Them them hoodies are dope and that babe shit is dope. The only thing I think of is they broke or they were popping right when this shit was crossing over from baggy to fitted. So baby got a lot of baggy shit. <laughs> I don't like wearing baggy shit, bro. I was never the kid with baggy shit. I was always a <laughs> skated kid too, by the way. Overrated, underrated on the Producer Grind podcast. Slime language. <laughs> Why are we giving about the best stuff was, right? Underrated. <laughs> Why it took you so long to say that? Though? I said underrated. I, I was, know, but why it took you so you? I was drinking my water. <laughs> <laughs> it's natural autism. Yeah, okay, give slime give slime language. Give it a praise sandwich. Some two things you really like. One thing you thought could be a little better. Shout out to my boy, Lil Key, man. And shout out the thug for putting his artist on, man. Like, who be doing that? Like, niggas be running. Concentration camps out here. Like, mm. Shout out to Thug for that, for real. Like, that's why I fuck with it. It's mm. a, it's not his tape. It's a tape that show his artist, and he put his girl on that. That's fine. Yeah. He's slick. <laughs> you can run for office just so you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated, underrated on the Produce Grind podcast with Pyrex. Turn me up. Walmart. Man, that shit overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand Walmart, bro. What's wrong with Walmart? Everybody in that bitch got an attitude, bro, for no reason. Mm. Like, yo, the people at the self checkout lines be mad at you when the self checkout shit start working. Like, excuse me, can you help me with the <laughs> for what? Like, what you mean for what? I'm trying to get some girls and some t-shirts so I can go home. <laughs> Homegirl shut her line down, and you feel me? And she ain't had nobody the whole time since I walked in Walmart and came back. She was sitting up there on her phone. The bitch she cut the it light out. Like he just came bro. from Walmart. <laughs> uh, bro, I just had a lot of bad Walmart experience. I got put out of Walmart one time too, for real. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, no, I, you will tell that story. You gotta do a lot to get you out of Walmart. You gotta put out of Walmart? Yeah. KO, you a fucking genius. Talk about it. Man, because these niggas thought I was trying to steal a TV. <laughs> so, <laughs> what you gonna do? Suck it in your back? Nah, I didn't. <laughs> it was a big ass TV, you feel me? I bought it. I bought it out of Florida and I had got it shipped out here. So, you feel me? I'm trying to put a real that bitch outside. Lady said, mm mm, I need your receipt. Me being a nigga, you know what I told the bitch at the counter, right? No, I don't need no receipt. You feel me? I'm trying to feel myself. You feel me? She, like, I'm like, I don't need no receipt. Paid all cash. You keep that. Oh, trying to pull out. She said, I need your receipt. I said, well, you just seen me pay all cash. She said, go back to the register and get a receipt. I'm like, all right. She go back with me to the register. The bitch see me walking over there. I lie to you not, bro. Like, I put, put this on my mom's. The bitch see me walking over there. Hit the light. Cut the counter off. Like, she couldn't have no people come back over there. So I had to go get the security lady. I'm like, yeah, she cut the counter off. She was like, no, she didn't. You're lying. You're just trying to get out of here with a free TV. I'm like, what you mean? Like, you could go check right here. Like, go check the cameras. She was like, I ain't got to check motherfucking thing. Like, she was one of the mean-ass old ladies. You feel me? I got gold teeth, but her shit was rotten. <laughs> so she called the other old security-ass nigga over there. That nigga looked like, what's his name? Uh... 
Y'all ever seen the Tyler Perry movie? Nah, what's that shit? The, Mr. On, Brown? Nah, the Tyler Perry show on TV. And they got two sons. House, in the House of Pain. House of Pain, right? The <laughs> old fat nigga. That's how the Mr. Brown, right? With the, with the pants all pulled up. Nah, not Mr. Brown. Mr. Pain, nigga. Oh, I'm thinking of something different. I knew he was yeah. something with the fat one. Yeah. The fat one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looked just like him. <laughs> so that's the only reason I really remember him. But yeah, anyway, so long. That's, cut a long story short. We found the bitch, you feel me? And so she already logged out. They tried, had, had to go back into the system and log back in. By the time that already happened, they already called the police and shit. Police sitting outside. I'm sitting outside in handcuffs. And they come out like, mm, here the receipt right here. Wow. Oh, that's fucked up. And ever since that day, I was like, bro, Walmart really a fucked up place, bro. Like, Man, we got to give a shout out to K.O. K.O. was Kale. talking about that. He was like, asking about Walmart. We was like, <laughs> that a good ass story. I, I have a question. So I know you got the uh, Gucci sneakers, you know what I'm saying? You got your fine apparel, right? You got to go into these nice department stores to get this shit, right? Tell me you're getting your receipts now. <laughs> She's like, you, lost, oh, you lost me on that one. No, like, so you know, you go on the, you know, you got to get your Gucci sneakers from the department store, right? You can't just go on to Walmart, right? You got to mm-hmm. get your nice shit. That's I hope I, this nigga's getting his receipts now. Is what I'm, I'm saying. Oh. You can't leave out the store without they they stuff that motherfucker in the bag. You you gotta have a receipt. Mm-hmm. And we don't want no mix-ups. That's oh, pretty. They ain't rocking no fakes, dog. No fakes. All right, man. Hey, overrated, underrated. The Bruce Grind Podcast with Pyrex. Turn me up, man. That was a good ass story about right. Walmart. That's gonna be the takeout. Okay, I'll put an Fuck MVP Walmart. trophy for you <laughs> for yourself. Overrated, underrated. FL twenty. If you use anything over FL eleven, you overrated. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that with utmost sincerity. I feel bad for y'all. Hey, we gotta admit twenty was a big step from twelve though. For real, like what happened to thirteen? No, I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying it was a lot better than twelve. Oh, for real? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's way better than twelve. It's more like eleven. Tell me about it. I I don't even know nothing about it. It's, I don't know. You know the feel. It's, it feels a little bit more like eleven. It like it's not like you don't got to do all the extra shit that you got to do in twelve to pull up shit and all that stuff. Mm. Nope, because then I'd be a hypocrite. I ain't doing that. <laughs> shit. I'm gonna try it though. I will tell you that I tried. Okay. So I can't really say it's overrated or underrated because I ain't never tried it yet. I'm just thinking. FL12, though, overrated. Yeah, 12 is super trash, but 20 is definitely fuck with it. It's worth it. Right. Yeah. You said fuck with it? Yeah. I fuck with that. You uh, <laughs> said that, I got, I got to. And lastly, on the overrated, underrated segment of the Producer Grind podcast, with Pyrex Term, yep, crab chips. Overrated. Dang, or do your city like that? I don't like crab chips, bro. I, don't like I got crabs. them. They were pretty nasty. I'm not gonna lie. It was kind of nasty. It tastes like hella a, salty. A salty, nigga. It tastes like a a season. It really. It's <laughs> like, just like they just dumped the whole season in on no. the chip. It's nasty. <laughs> whole season, like you don't even taste the chip. Like I can't even say a seasoned chip. It just tastes like a whole season. It's like hard, <laughs> hard seasoning. Yeah. It's a leftover seasoning. So, like, so what have you been homesick for food wise that you can't get in Atlanta that you can get in Baltimore? I need full wings and fried salt pepper, ketchup, hot sauce, and a half and half. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody hear me out there, 
<laughs> he said that shit in the depth of his soul. Well, I like the way send me some Stokos, bro. Please send me some Stokos, man, with a jumbo half and half. Because I know it's going to be watered down by the time you get here. Just please. please. <laughs> I know it's going to be watered down by the time it get here. Like, now I'm hungry. Why would you even ask? I'm hungry for real now. What's yeah. one of the big differences you've seen between Baltimore and then Atlanta just in the sound, in the music scene? Like, music-wise, like, the the sound and then also the way people move. Took our um factor away. Um, they, um... Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Oops. Well, we got to come with an um factor you on the fly. You know what we really need to film is the pre-production meeting. Facts. <laughs> um... <laughs> I would say I completely what separates um you know what they talk about rap about how they rap Well, he definitely would have he definitely would have failed the own factor. Let's put it like that. Definitely would have failed that. So you saying that they they really rap about what they're doing? That's what you saying. Oh, that's what you said. What you talking about, Baltimore? Yeah, well, out here. And I was talking about Baltimore. Baltimore. These niggas are just serving up indictments. <laughs> I love my niggas to death, bro. But they serving up indictments. Like I wish they chill out on themselves for mm. real. Like yeah, they chill on themselves in the in the song for real. Like. The mixtape is exhibit A. <laughs> Bruh. Like, we know y'all niggas about it, bro. Like, we know y'all niggas. Personally. You ain't got rap to us about it. Like, you feel me? Like, I want everybody in Baltimore to win. That's why I'm saying this. Like, it's some niggas in my city that really got potential to blow, man. Like, and I can't wait for them to blow. Because when they do blow, they gonna take the world by storm, like. A lot of niggas in my city that's that's destined to blow. Like, it's just I hope they leave the city so so they can blow, man. So you think it's a it's a difference in mindset mostly? Yeah, because once I like I always say when people leave the city they grow like they grow, man. Their mindset change like their music get bigger. Mm-hmm. Like man, like it's a it's just a lot of artists I see back home, bro. I want to see one. Do you ever bring some of your people from Baltimore out to here just to stay with you for a little bit? And- All the time. My people just left my crib, you feel me? Mm. I had D, my boy D-Day out here. I always talk about him, D-Day Collage. That's the one I started making beats with. Like, my right-hand man, that's my dog. Like, and you can see a change in their mentality just from the time they was down here? Like, not just him, not not even him. It's just, no, not, not, not him oh, specifically, but just in general when yeah. someone comes to Atlanta. Hell yeah, I can see a change in my mentality. Mm. Like, my beats grew. Like they grew. Like once I heard, like when I started getting around like bigger producers, you feel me? Like I started learning more, <clears throat> learning more, started experiencing more, and noticing more. Like Jazzy Faye, learning mixing, DJ Plug. Only thing he really told me that actually works: stop thinking. Like, that what? Stop thinking. Stop thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you sit there in front of your computer and be like, all right, I'm about to make a beat. What I want to make this sound like? Make the beat. Start clicking. You feel me? Have fun. Like, 
Never since then, it's like I I haven't had beat block ever. Mm. Ever, I can sit there and make a beat five minutes. Keep going, keep going, keep going. We only even really matter. It could be five minutes to an hour. How do you know Jazzy Fair? I met Jazzy Fair at Eleventh Street. My boy Yaki. And then also, I want to say I I think Brian Michael Cox follows you too. Do you have a relationship with him? Who that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, because that's not a question I was expecting to have to answer. Well, I'm um, about to ask you too. I don't know. Legendary R&B producer, uh, you would probably know him as the man who helped Jermaine Dupri revive Mariah Carey's career. Um, the Emancipation of Mimi. Um, we're very closely with uh, Jermaine Dupri, but he follows you. Um, you know Jermaine or uh, Jermaine Dupri, uh, Brian Michael Cox, Jazzy Faye. Mm-hmm. I guess you would call them OGs, if you will. Yeah. A lot of those guys. I'm kind of running. Stevie J stopped me in the mall. Oh, work. Yeah, like yeah. I got, I'll be working with Stevie J. Like Stevie J. Five. The OGs fuck with you. That's that's but a big I deal. I didn't know if he said Brian Michael Cox. I got. I feel dumb, bro. We want to produce a no, I mean, no. like, <laughs> I mean, it's different though because, like, I guess I'll never fault anybody for that because we're in a day and age where, because of the nicheness, if you will, of music, there's so much music out there. Um, we're making music for such specific groups of people that I can understand that you could be a producer and not know who he is, especially yeah. if you're young. So, anyway, I mean, I didn't know who Keith Sweat was when I met him. So. <laughs> oh, you need to know who Keith Sweat is. <laughs> I mean, I know his music, but I ain't never seen him. You seen what he looked like type shit. Yeah, yeah, he was the one playing when you was conceived. <laughs> <laughs> go, 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 going back a little bit to when you were talking about... Um, Bro, my parents young. It was probably a little boosty they was fucking too. <laughs> <laughs> You were talking about, um, you know, bringing your friends and, and people back uh, from back home down here. One thing mm-hmm. I always notice, because I'm from a different place, too. I'm from Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. People will come down, right? They'll get so motivated. They'll see you so dope, man. I'm about to start coming down every month. Bro, I'm coming down. You know what I mean? Then I don't see you for a year. Yeah. Same shit happen? All the time. But the only person that stay consistent, my boy did that. He down here, like, monthly. Every month he down here. Because mm-hmm. he really wanted, like, and I ain't going to let him let up. Like, he just had his first son, my nephew, for real. And I ain't gonna have no kids, so it's like no time soon, hopefully. Like, hopefully. But you feel me? But it's like, like, that's my all right there. Like, we doing this for him at this point, like, doing this for Carter. So I ain't gonna let you let up on him. You give up on him, you give up on me. Mm-hmm. And I ain't finna let you give up on me. Like, that's <coughs> <it>. <coughs> My bad. <laughs> what? The water went down the wrong. Cut that shit out. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, you're not going to cut it off. We might laugh at you. Y'all motherfuckers over there like to laugh at somebody when they start right? You right. Okay? Are you okay, man? I'm straight, bro. I'm okay, straight. cool. Appreciate it, man. You straight? Appreciate it. I ain't drowning. If, if your computer crashed tomorrow or went, miss, went missing, what would you do? I'll call my boy Kim and tell him to send that shit right on over here because it's time for us to go. Trying to um, come a little bit closer to the mic, bro. No, I'll call that nigga Kim. So who's this shit, like your personal IT guy? Or? No, Kim Jong-un. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be World War III. It'd be a wrap. Nah, just wrap it up. <laughs> bro, wrap that shit up, bro. Retirement part two. <laughs> nah, we don't. We might as well sign that shit away for real. You ain't got it backed up, man. Bruh, let me tell you, I got four computers full of beats. Like, beats, bro. I sit there. I'm like a nerd. I sit there for hours making beats, making beats, making beats, making beats, making beats. Just say, out of space. 
cool. Make these, make these, make these, make these. Right. I got so many beats, bro. Like, it don't even make sense. Like, for real. Like, I got a lot of beats, bro. Is that your biggest fear as a producer? Yeah, losing all my beats. Because mm. I got a lot of beats. Like, some days I just sit there and just listen to all my beats. Not just to be like, oh no, shit. just like I want to hear what I can do better. Like, what can I fix? Like, how I progress. Like, I sometimes start listening to my old, old beats and be like, ooh, you was some booty. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas was hyping you up, though. You feel me? But that's what all it took. That's another thing. Show love to everybody, yo. If a nigga DM me, man, reply. It don't matter how big you get, it don't matter how many followers you get. Man, always reply. Like, it be little niggas hit me up, like, yo, can I collab with you? Sure, if it's hard, send it through, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be the nigga and be like, yeah, bro, I'm going to do this, and you send me a terrible-ass collab. <laughs> you send me something decent to fuck with, I'm going to fuck with it. Like, if you got the paper or not, if you come with me to the paper, I'm going to do it. But, like, I look at producers as a different way than I look at artists. Like, because producers don't get the respect they should get. Like one of your own? You look at them as, like, one of your own? Yeah, so I just feel like I know how I want to be treated. So it's like, I know how I did. Like, it was coming up, man. I used to DM niggas all the time. And I'd be around half of them now, just like. Do <laughs> <laughs> they remember you? Nah. That niggas don't even follow me right now. Like, but I'd be in the studio with these niggas working with them now. And every time I see them, they do, oh, what's up, little bro? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I bet you try to follow me and seeing all them DMs, too. <laughs> like, 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 I don't hold grudges. I just be laughing at shit like that, like. Even Metro blew up Sonny before Sonny fucked with him. You know what I mean, like, It's a process, dog. What is your go-to VST? Like, what I always start with? What can, what can you not make a beat without? That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Nexus. I know it's gonna be one of them. It was gonna be Nexus or Atmosphere. I was. Gonna, I thought he was gonna say Atmosphere. All right, I'm lying. I don't use neither one of them. I use Electrax on all my beats. For real? Yeah. Try to hit us with the cap. I was like, nah, don't do that, bro. Like, nah, I don't never use Nexus, bro. All the producers that um just started making beats don't know about Nexus. They're all gonna, they're all gonna Google that shit. Like, what oh, is this? This is a dinosaur shit right here. Hell yeah. I seen a nigga with a gold necklace the other day. I was like, damn, shorty, you took it back. Got the skins on that motherfucker. Skins, right? You work with any sound designers, like personal sound designers? Yeah, shout out to my boy B-Rex, man. Murder Gang and the bitch. Mm. He, he did the sound work. Yeah, shout out oh, to my boy, boy B-Rex. That, like, that really B-Rex. help you? That really help you, like, start creating your own sound? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I got my own sound when I got this kit from B-Rex. And it was, like, this 808 specifically in there that I always use. I don't hear nobody else use. And I told him don't give it to nobody else. But he gave it to Wheezy. <laughs> but that's another story for another day. That's B-Rack's fault. How you, this ain't one that's out on the internet. You got to know, bro, to get it personally. Type shit. Yeah, you got to know him personally. To get How do you link up with these sound designers? I met b Rex trolling on Twitter because <laughs> he was trolling too. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I forgot we was trolling about the niggas was just trolling about something. And he was like, <laughs> Oh, you make beats? I'm like, Yeah. They wouldn't even talk about beats. Trolling nah. to get you far. He was really trolling, like trolling hard. Don't yeah. sleep on that. Like, that's something that you out. All right, bro. All right, fam. Hey, man, you send shout out to my man T Hood, man. Hey, bye, Fitz. You got some good man. news. He gonna know about it in a few seconds. Plug team. Right. Shout right. out to the, oh, yeah, shout out to man T Hood dropping the tapes, man. Um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say, don't sleep for the producers out there. Like, don't sleep on the personal sound design, right? Like, to me, in my relationships with major producers, like, you're gonna get a placement faster just by giving the homie a bang of loops than you would if you even went to homie and said, "Yo, can you give me a placement?" Mm-hmm. Like I just just making yourself valuable, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I get calls. I've got a couple phone calls this week. Yo, so and so might be getting this look, or so and so might be getting your beat just because you were sending homie his own loop packs. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of placements will be right just because of that. Do you collab with a lot of producers now, mm-hmm. or do you find yourself working more just like off of other people's loops? I really be um trying to just work with melodies because I'm real in particular with my drums. Like, I really take my time with my drums. Like, I love drums. Like, Because you got to think about it. Before anything else, it was drums. Like, Africans, like, they don't use nothing else but drums. Like, And the music sounds so big. Be sounding bigger than our music half the time. Like, you feel me? Like, Drums. On like uh like movie soundtracks. Yeah, bro. They got the tribal drums. Feeling like Black Panther, like how they got right. just the drums in the back. I'm just like, hey, bro, like you don't need no piano, you don't need no bells, no melody, no nothing. It's just the drums. Like, and the thing that's best about it is like, it's not supposed to happen, and it's not supposed to sound right, but it does because they layering over top of all the drums. Like it's nothing below end, nothing below end. Everybody playing drums. Everybody playing drums. With different melodies, you feel me? But it's all blending together to sound right. Do you feel like it's an even split? Either you a melody dude or you a drum dude? Drum dude. No, I'm saying, do you feel like it's a split? You can be either or. Oh, yeah. I'm not, not yeah, talking about yeah, you personally or as a producer. Definitely, it's a split. Do you know anybody that's both? Mm-hmm. Or is it usually people who lean more towards? You know who got that's Dico. Dico, people sleep on Dico. Mm-hmm. It's oh, it's Cicero. Yeah, Cicero fire. Like, niggas sleep on Cicero, man. Mm. Cicero out of here. Cicero's goat. Like Cicero fire. We seen you were uh, in a session with Cicero and Z Money last night. Yeah, that's my. Man. I stay with Z Money. Like that's my dog. Uh, and uh, Cicero, I always. I just started working with him once. I went out to Miami, Southside, mm. and ever since then we locked down. Mm. You be getting loose from him, Cicero? Yeah. Nah. Oh, we know. just cook up together. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, it sounds like you had a pretty full year of being in Atlanta. Like, a lot's changed for you. Definitely. A whole lot changed, bro. Where can we expect to, like, hear your tag, hear your music at now coming up in this year? Or next year, 2019? October 5th, Flock of Valley 2. What up? for that one. I'll keep keep on. I was just saying, be ready for that one. Mm. Going back to um, talking more a little bit about the technical side, um, what, what do you put on your master channel? Nothing. Nothing? Not like no limiter nothing. I don't even touch it. Mm. My mix. But a lot of your shit, though, don't you, you be in the studio, don't you go straight to the engineer nine times out of ten, though? I mean, see, the thing is, everything really just be level because I be in the studio. And I make my beats loud. 
A lot of people stop making their beats low. I make my beats. I crank my shit. You you be, you have them clip or not? Yeah, I let it clip. Yeah. But once everything sound evil, even and level, you feel me? That's when it's just right to me. I ain't never had no complaints yet, so mm. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Thanks. Real shit. You you talked earlier about <clears throat> having management to kind of help you deal with the fuck shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're managed by Key Open Doors, is that correct? Yes, sir. Key. So so when's the time where, as a producer, I know okay, I'm gonna need a manager. When you start getting album placements, when you start working with labels, that's when you really gonna need a manager because labels, man, they grimy, they petty, 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 petty. Mm-hmm. Is me thinking to myself, man, I need somebody to help me get placements. I should go get a manager. Is that a good thought? Uh, no. Talk about it. I feel like if you want to get placements, the best thing to do is work with producers. Because producers got your back more than anybody else right now. You feel me? Before you come up. Like my first placement came through a collab. You feel me? Pay the older nigga. The beat was hard. Like he not gonna not play the beat if the beat hard. Mm. He still gonna want his bread just like how you would want your bread in the session. Um, that's how that goes. That's how I would tell people like, aim for the stars, man. You never know who gonna apply. Mm. So would you say for a producer then the main thing, the main benefits of having a manager is really just for conducting business with uh, labels and artists and stuff like that. Yeah, and keeping yourself on track too. Definitely. So what do you mean? Talk about that. Like keep keep me grounded and keep me focused, because I'm 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 tired to get lost. You feel me? Get like off track, quick. Like I be in the one thing, and just I'm like I'm so one track minded. You feel me? Like if I'm doing this, I'm locked in on this. But she like, nah, you need to still be paying attention to doing this and doing this and this too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm only gonna listen to her when she said, cause like she my manager and I know she knows what's best for me, mm-hmm. and I'm hard headed. Like, if you don't know nothing about it and you're not in it, don't tell me about it. Like, because I don't want to hear your opinion because you're not dealing with it. Because I don't, I can't, how can I value something that you didn't go through? Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm. Oh. Well, shoot, man. Uh, tell the people where we can find you on social media. Pyrex, turn me up on IG only. That's about it. Oh, we, oh, I don't know how this one slid away from us. Oh, no. You said anybody would turn me up and my name is my son. I'm gonna need you to elaborate on that. Now we're now now you've already told us you troll. So I can let you off the hook if you were trolling. I was not trolling. Talk about that. I just feel like Izzy caught win this year. And a lot of people knew. But I knew a lot of them motherfuckers before they knew me. And they ain't none of them motherfucker have turned me up in their tag. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So a lot of people out there would turn me up, boop, or something, something turn me up at in their tag. So it's like, I'm just like, hey, man, y'all can have it now. Like, I already got a new tag. Y'all can have it. But it's like, that shit just lame. Like, niggas be unfollowing me and having a tag. Out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, wow, bro. You follow me? Unfollow me. And then got the tag. And then when I join your live, you be like, oh, no, this old tag. <laughs> Crazy, man. So you in the comments, you looking for all the smoke out here, huh? I just be dropping laughing emojis. Niggas know what I be talking about. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm a troll, but I'm an asshole, too. Like, <laughs> like, 
I'm gonna let you know I seen it. But I don't care. I'm like, decide you gonna say something to me or not. And that's that. Like I'm a, like I'm one of the trolls that's just gonna laugh about shit. Like you can either let me get under your skin, or you can just be like, all right, fuck it, I'm gonna just laugh with this nigga, bro, because he not really he not serious. Like I don't care. I'm not gonna sign no nigga. Well, I don't want to sign somebody. Like that's stressful. So if you got turn me up in your name, you use reverse open hats. You pyrex, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That is a fact. That is a big fact. fact. <laughs> and I'll tell you that right now. Mm. So I'm going to send y'all some contracts in about three, four years. And the release papers three months after y'all get y'all contracts. But mm. I'm signing next. <laughs> or cease and desist. <laughs> stop stop <laughs> copying the swag. <laughs> Shout out to Savage the 21. I mean, damn. I'm high, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shout out to Savage and Offset for the new tag, though. Oh, that's where your tag came from? Mm-hmm. Hell dope. yeah. That's dope. Cool, man. We appreciate you pulling up, bro. You ready, dog? Thanks, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. It's always love it. Producer, bro. All right. Appreciate you. No problem. Signing out, man.